Growing up with a cane pole in his hand Like a fool of dreams sitting down by the street The leads and two, the corpus play Give him a shotgun to please his mind Give them quail a few reasons to fly Living in the city just ain't for me I wanna go back to the country Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Take me to Texas I wanna go down that open road Take me to Texas I wanna see how far this country goes Your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with TJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yeah, it's just an old tin shack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home every Sunday morning live, 7 to 9, or 24-7, 365, theoutdoorzone.com, and all your favorite podcast channels. And my name is TJ Graney. And somewhere out there, I believe Cody Ryan might be tuned I'm in. Here, but you don't have any headphones on. You got to put your headphones on to be able. To I hear have me. headphones on. I can't see you though. What are you, those? You keep, you keep popping those in are... and out. Beefsteak is not here. He is not uh, in the house. He is in California, and I keep getting SOS texts from him. Like I can't stand this place. I don't know where I am. Pretty funny. It's weird me out that you said you have headphones in because I see nothing. You're like this new age hipster. Yeah. So can you really hear me? I'm in Austin. Are they hearing what do you aids? Want? You mean you have your hearing aids in, not your headphones? Okay. So we're gonna start that way, are we? Uh well, so what? and uh Road Rash is the ranch hand that gets there early, gets the gate open, and gets there uh, the old pot belly stove fired up, pour some water over the old coffee grinds from last week and it does my coffee does taste like that and oh 45 minute run today baby uh how much sleep does somebody really need i'm just asking you got 45 you. minutes of sleep no i'm just saying on a regular day this week has been one of those weeks where it's like how much sleep do you really need i mean you just got to keep running sometimes Anyway, you did good but, yesterday. You got a whole project done in like 
one day. I did two one-day projects this week. That was pretty good. That uh, were really not one-day projects for most people. Right. Or a machine. Uh, you, you don't get that unless you can see me, I guess. I can uh, see you. I can see you. Keep you keep blinking in and out. I don't know what it is. Um, I don't want you to see me. <laughs> it's like, um, so it, it was cool. Yesterday, I, um, out at the property I have, out at the farm, I have a deer feeder, obviously. Uh, first thing that I put up, first thing I did in the whole place. And, um, but there, I, I saw some deer. I've been getting them on my game cam, but yesterday, before it was dark, I could look, I cut some some brush out and i could look over there and i could see my deer and for whatever reason deer are moving around a little bit right now i've even seen some uh on the side of the road that have been hit which didn't seem like it seems like that's not really this time of year where they're out getting smashed on the side of the road you think they just, just go hibernate during the summer or well what? no i i know that they you don't see them very often i mean they're kind of like I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm. You're not looking, looking for, for them this time of year. Uh, now I'm just looking for them on my property and right. uh, on our usually, property. Usually not looking for them this time of year. You know, you don't have your spotting scope out. And well, I also lived in a neighborhood. No, I guess I guess though. You know, when I was in the city limits of of Austin, I would see them at the park just doesn't seem like it just seems like there's a whole lot more right now going on anyway uh lots of rain lots of forage lots of animals out in general i think uh, i'm seeing lots of around here around the farm i mean we got rabbits running around like crazy we got yeah it's uh, funny when my funny when my granddaughter goes i want to pet him yeah, she chases after the rabbits. She gets what she got yeah. within like three feet of it yesterday, of one of the wild rabbits on our place. I'm thinking like if it, if that rabbit lets her get any closer, we're. I mean, I got to start thinking like reality. You know, like like carrots, or are you talking no, rabies? No, like rabies shots or oh God, you're rabbit. Such, you are such the, the helicopter face. parent. Man, that girl's gonna fall down and skin her knee. You know that, right? That's gonna. That girl happen. has more scratches and bruises than. That's good. The That's average good. girl. That's good. She's a little tough, little booger. That's good. So, uh, man, I think everybody's gearing up for summer travel. I bet you. I bet you that the national parks if we thought they were bad last year i bet you they are going to be swamped this year um, but it'll be yeah, interesting we went to the lake yesterday went to fayette lake yesterday uh just to kind of get out of the house and go do something and we uh the the park there at fayette county lake was absolutely packed yesterday there were people on on every bench and table and dock and swim beach and boat ramp i mean it was packed for a little old park out here in the middle of you know nowhere that was very uh very family 
style outing for you. Take the family, you go to the park. Did you have sandwiches or anything? No. No, okay, we well, went there. I had, I had high hopes for you, but come on. Yeah, I do family stuff, you know. <laughs> well, I, I know you just came do. off of like two weeks at the park or on the lake yeah. with the family. So you're right. You're right. But I think summer travel is going to be crazy. It'll be interesting to find out if now that people have to go back to work because they're not getting paid to stay home, if the numbers go up or if they go down. Because last year, everybody was getting paid to stay home. And they just... Yeah, people are having to start to go back to work now. It'll be interesting to see if the trend continues. You're right. Or... How does that work with vacation? I mean, when do their vacation days start and all that stuff? Have they been accumulating them the whole time? I just don't even want to try and figure any of that out. You know what? I don't have to think about that, so I'm just not going to. Now, Road Rash is taking a vacation. He's going to one of the most deadly cities in the country for vacation. Aren't you? just portland yeah did you see that what beefsteak sent beefsteak sent that report on portland where right now oh, more gosh. more people are being killed Stop. in portland than anywhere in the world combined why do you think i'm going there oh my gosh living on the edge yeah don't don't, don't get them all fired up this is well, hopefully first, he's not going first into vacation. that area. You know, it's like in, like like you. There are certain parts of towns that are bad. You know, and so as long as you don't go to that part of the town, then you're probably fine. Yeah, I mean, there's still normal life going on in that town somewhere. But why in the world anybody would go to Portland? I guess maybe it's just to use the airport so you could go to that area, that region, and then get out of there. And go to the mountains. Oregon's or largest city, known for its funky culture and food trucks, bicycles, and weirdness. Why wouldn't you go to there? And the Oregon Trail. <laughs> Why wouldn't Road Rash go there? I know. Well, well that description, that that very quickly, uh, I might add, Googled description, uh, they, di- they neglected the uh, home of the Antifa and... Uh, other radical organizations where fires and shootings break out regularly. Whatever, old man. So, (laughs) what? So, uh, that is, you are really hammering on the whole old guy thing here today. Hey, I'm just saying, don't, don't, he hadn't even gone on vacation yet. I know, I'm just talking about where he's going. I mean, if he was going to Yellowstone, I'd be talking about Old Faithful. So it's, I mean, it's just where, wherever you go, let's just <laughs> talk about what the, hey, uh, uh, the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops, the one we trust with our constitutional rights, McBride's Guns, their family owned and operated local full service firearm dealer. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, or special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com because McBride's Guns, well, they're our hometown gun shop.
All right, coming up next, we'll talk a little bit of the Bassmaster Classic, the yes. largest fishing tournament in the world going on right now in Texas. We'll talk that, plus uh, all your favorite episodes or uh, segments still coming up. It is The Outdoor Zone. We are live in the bunkhouse 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Foxworthy, and you're listening to two of my favorite rednecks, TJ and Cody, on the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. I'm TJ Granny, your host. Uh, hey, Maxwell Super Center. With school out and warm weather here, put a spotlight on a summer. Put a spotlight on summer in a new Ram. Because nothing beats driving around in a new Ram during Nile Maxwell's Ram Spotlight Sales Event at the Nile Maxwell Supercenter. From crew cabs, quad cabs, lone starts to heavy duties, it doesn't matter what kind of new Ram you want. We've got it in our incredible selection, and we're ready for your summer vacation. Grab your keys to summer and head to the number one Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram sales leader in Central Texas, Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 62183 in Austin, or visit us online at Nile Maxwell. This week's fishing info brought to you by my buddies at Keystone Bank. Keystone.bank to go check out uh, hand-to-hand banking with my friends over there and title sponsors this year for me as I travel around the country fishing. Heading to Tennessee next, I believe, is where what's on schedule. Tennessee, then Wisconsin, and... Wisconsin, you going yeah, pike? Yeah, you going? Oh, you going pike Oklahoma. fishing? Oh, you? you're joining the pike tour. Oh yeah, don't you know? Hey. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's only one tournament that is that has the prestige. It, there, there is no other tournament that, does, I did that has not. the prestige like the Bassmaster Classic. I had no. And it's going on. I had no idea they were right here at Lake Ray Robert. Lake Ray Roberts, right outside of Dallas, Fort I had Worth no area. Idea. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, holy well, cow. So it was originally scheduled for earlier in the year, in March or whatever uh, time. Yeah, I guess March it had to be rescheduled. COVID stuff kind of pushed it back, whatever. So this is when they have it. It's going on right now. It's six months later than it normally is, or five months, uh, four months, whatever. And, uh, but they're finally having the Bassmaster Classic. The guy that won it last year, Hank Cherry, sits in the lead going into Get the out. final day at the Bassmaster Classic. I've never so, even uh, heard of him. Where's he you've from? You've never heard of Hank Cherry? No. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I've heard of well, Johnny he's... Appleseed. <laughs> uh, Hank, Hank Cherry's only one of the greatest anglers. Uh, well, you say that because he won the classic last year, but I mean, I've never heard of him before. Where is he from? You is have. Like- I've talked about him, but uh, we've got some names up there that you may or may not have heard of: Scott Canterbury, Patrick Walters, Brock Mosley, Matt Airy, Todd Otten. That's an old guy. You heard <laughs> just him? Because, well, just because he's old isn't. That's not what I'm. <laughs> We although, started with this although theme, I guess was, I'll go with this thing. <laughs> although that was kind of my, uh, 
you know, those were the guys that I got to run with when I when I did my deal with BASS. So interesting tournament going on. The first day of the tournament, a lot of the guys worked on uh, catching a some shad spawn fish early and really caught some giant bags. Steve Kennedy led after day one with 23 pounds, I think it was, is what he had after day one. Uh, Steve Kennedy, again, a staple name in the industry forever, uh, led the Bassmaster Classic, now sitting in third in the final day. He's only got one of the boat. Yesterday, they had a two-hour delay going out for the second day of the Bassmaster Classic. A two-hour delay uh, because a big storm, lightning storm, rolled through right at takeoff. So they didn't. They missed the entire shad spawn deal yesterday. Interesting to see how much it affected everyone's weight. Uh, I mean, guys barely caught them. Clark Winlet uh, caught three yesterday. You know, some of these guys caught two and one and zero fish yesterday uh it was just a weird 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 deal it only took like 21 pounds to make it into the top did they, 25 so cut. did they lose those two hours they just cut it off or did they add it to yeah, the they, end of the day no they couldn't really add it to the end of the day because you think about the giant production that goes on with the weigh-in uh for the Bassmaster classic they've got the weigh-in going on in the convention center in downtown fort worth Oh and man, they had to drive all the way over there. Yeah, fireworks and people from all over the world, literally, coming to a stadium to watch them weigh in. So there's not a lot of change in that timeline. I don't think you really want to mess with changing a bunch of that. So uh, they kept it the same. They just lose two hours, and those first two hours are crucial. Uh, and I mean, it proved to be that way they're absolutely crucial in uh, the the tournament going on right now ray roberts because the shad spawn is how you're how these guys are catching the fish shallow fishing the lake is up like three or four feet water in the bushes in the trees it would have not fished this way had it been stable or regular uh you know, regular depth, it would have not fished this way. These guys would have been offshore, crankbaits, dragging Carolina rigs, doing something else. Uh, but the water came up three foot uh, above full pool, so it's flooded out, and there's there's fish up in those trees. Uh, there's shad up there spawning shallow. I mean, it's just a interesting scenario that is – you know, not a standard way to catch them, not a standard uh, time of year, not a standard it's, – it's just really going to take somebody that uh, is able to figure out all, you know, all the pieces to the puzzle going on right now. I mean, looking at the, looking at the, the live right now, there's the most that anybody has in their live well, and they've been fishing for – I don't know, an hour, hour and a half. Uh, well, over an hour and a half. They've been fishing now. The most anybody's got in their live well, two fish. You know, it's not fast and furious. It's a total grind. These guys are just praying for five fish a day. And uh, 
and it'll be interesting to see what it takes today. I mean, I could see somebody catching a 30-pound bag. I could see somebody winning with three fish, not even having a limit. So um, it'll be fun. Watch it uh, live. There is nothing. I don't care what anybody says. There is nothing like watching the final day weigh in of the Bassmaster Classic. If it doesn't get you excited, then you probably are either listening to the wrong show or should start playing golf, something like that. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you at that so point. So, Clark. It is, it Cl- is fun. Clark was honored pretty well. Our local uh, Texas boy, Austin, Texas boy, Clark Winlet, honored at the uh, Circle of Champions. Dinner of Champions, Dinner yeah. Of he, champions. Be, being a reigning angler of the year from last year, he gave the toast and the speech, uh, which is what they do each each uh, each year. Is uh, the the angler of the year gives the speech at the Bassmaster Classic. So that's what and he, he did. said that uh, the most important part was he gave all the glory to God for Amen. where he was and what he did. I love that guy. Amen. Amen. Hey, archery country, <clears throat> you don't have to be an avid bow hunter or uh, chase an elk, whitetail bear game around the world. You can just be a recreational shooter. These folks at archery country can help you with every part of archery. They're the only full-size range in town. They can help you with uh, getting your kids involved in school programs or just the shooting gear. If you just want a uh, Genesis bow, they have the Matthews Genesis bows there. Find all the gear, targets, arrows, and accessories you need on-site and available for professional installation every day. Archery Country, uh, 8121 Research Boulevard, and follow them at austinarcherycountry.com. austinarcherycountry.com. All right, coming up next, news of the weird. You don't want to miss it. You get it only one place right here. It is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to it live. I'm Cody Ryan. Sitting in with TJ and Road Rash on the number one outdoor radio show in Texas, theoutdoorzone.com. Catch us 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. This is T Roy Broussard listening to the Outdoor Zone. Call me redneck, white trash, and blue collar. Woo! Call me redneck. Welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone live in the bunkhouse. Regulators, you are the reason we get up and come in here to the bunkhouse and do this show. Thank you for being tuned in. Follow us at theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We trust our friends at Sun Auto Service. Each and every person at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and they want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. With locations all around Central Texas, 405 West Slaughter Lane, 13. 1500 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown and Lakeway, 1206 Ranch Road, 620. SunAutoService.com. SunAutoService.com. Now it's time for this week's News of the Weird. Huh? Uh-huh. Wild, weird, strange, and crazy things can happen in the outdoors. We seek them out and bring them to you each and every week. 
It's time for the Outdoor Zone's Outdoor News of the Weird. So a lobster diver in Cape Cod says a humpback whale scooped him up and spat him out. A commercial lobster diver said he escaped relatively unscathed after nearly being swallowed by a humpback whale. Michael Packard, 56, said in local interviews and on social media that he was diving off the coast of Providence, Provincetown, Massachusetts on Friday morning when the whale suddenly scooped him up. I was in his closed mouth for about 30 to 40 seconds before he rose to the surface and spit me out. Packard later wrote on Facebook, I'm very bruised, but have no broken bones. The Cape Cod Times reported that Packard was pulled out of the water by his crewmen, rushed back to shore where he was transported to Cape Cod Hospital, where he walked, albeit with a limp, out of the hospital that afternoon. While he's still recovering from soft tissue damage, Packard told the newspaper he'll be back in the water as soon as he heals. He said, "Sounds that, like a story of God's love, grace, and compassion." <laughs> You're going the wrong the direction. Let me oh. teach you. No, I mean, that, <laughs> you took away my Jonah, my Jonah punchline at the end of the story. Uh, oh, I did. Yeah. Uh, he was about 45 feet down in the water when he suddenly felt this huge bump and everything went dark. He initially feared he had been attacked by a shark. Then I felt around and I realized there was no teeth and I had, and I had felt really no great pain, he said. And then I realized, oh my God, I'm in a whale's mouth. I'm in a whale's mouth. And he started trying to swallow me. Packard was still wearing a scuba gear and breathing apparatus inside the whale's mouth which he said was completely dark fearing he wouldn't make it out alive he thought about his wife and sons after a half a minute the whale rose to the surface and began shaking its head from side to side i just got thrown in the air and landed in the water packard recalled and i was free and i just floated there i couldn't believe it i couldn't believe it i got out of that uh, two researchers told NPR that interactions between humpback whales and humans are rare and said that while and said the whale most likely engulfed Packard accidentally as it was opening its mouth to feed on small fish. Yeah. Do you I mean, look, is there anybody else with him? His crew guys saw him fly through the air and into the fly up into the air so okay and he had like there was like two or three crew guys there they so need to check that so they, they need to check that boat for any illegal substances or <laughs> alcoholic beverages well he Just was in case he was uh very lucky and hopefully when he got back on shore he turned and started driving the other direction. Unlike, so that's a take from Jonah, who was swallowed by well in the Bible because he was going the wrong direction, and God wanted him to turn around and go the right direction. Um. Anyway, well, they say that it could happen, but swallowing it completely that the uh, esophagus of the whale is small and with all the gear he had on and all that stuff, it's 
But what they do is a lot of times they just open their mouth and they just go real quick through a through an area and whatever goes in goes in and whatever you know goes through their gills sounds like you at the buffet remember golden corral (laughs) you just open your mouth and you run through there (laughs) that actually sounds really good starting at the bacon section (laughs) uh anyway so yeah it was uh it was interesting. It was weird. I mean, I I, I've seen some weird stuff out there. I've seen some weird stuff in the outdoors. Um, people getting bit by all kinds of crazy things. And we talked about some of the weird stuff we've seen last year. I mean, you and I, back in the day when we would go fishing on, like, especially Falcon. Remember, we saw all kinds of weird Falcon and Choke Canyon on those lakes we saw some really bizarre stuff you remember that time we heard that that sound it was a and we went over and it was a frog being swallowed by a snake do you remember that no not particularly yep and do you remember seeing we were watching some little ducks not quite like a human and a whale though no but you think that guy was like well, it sounded like he was in the report, but he had a flashback in that 30 or 40 seconds. He had a flashback like, man, I got to be nicer to my wife. Yeah, he had like he had like four paragraphs worth worth of thoughts <laughs> in 30 seconds. Well, inside of a whale's mouth. It's what happens when you're in a whale's mouth, man. That that time goes by quick, dude. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, what do you think that frog was thinking? Like, oh, my gosh. He gets back on the boat. He's like, give me a piece of paper. I got to write this down. I got to remember exactly what I was thinking. Um, Well, and, uh, you know, he just went straight back out. I guess he was more worried that he was bit by a shark, which you would think that's that's far more likely that he'd get. But he knew there was a whale around. I mean, you don't just go scuba diving and you're like, oh. Man, that whale appeared appeared out of nowhere. Wow, where did a, you come from? What's a whale doing in he, doing over here? <laughs> where did where did that little guy come from? Jeez, you know, so you know well, he's there. You know, they, they. I remember last year they found, uh, or it was reported that uh, there was a great white who found its way into the Gulf of yeah. Mexico. I mean, you get you get transplanted or lost wild but what i'm creatures. saying is the guy's got goggles on scuba diving he saw the whale when he's in the water right i mean you don't think no, it just he just like snuck up behind up? him this thing the size of three school buses just <laughs> yeah. snuck up behind him and he's just uh, like he going, needs- ah, da, 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 da. oh there's a nice one picked it up you know little clam or whatever what was he what was he fishing for he was scallops or something yeah. No, he, uh, lobster. He was looking for lobster. lobster. Oh, oh, that's a nice one. I just go over there and get that one over there. Right that's next how he to, talks. Right next to the pike. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That scooped up. Speaking of lobster. Speaking of lobster, oh, my gosh. Shore Raw Barn Grill. They had, you know, the throat on a redfish? That part that so many people throw out. 
And butterfly, I, baby. Man, I learned a couple years ago about that being just the best part of the fish. And they had a special this week. Oh, my goodness gracious, where you could just get that nice little chunk right there. All, oh, it was amazing. Austin's hottest new restaurant, Shore Raw Bar and Grill. All their seafood is fresh. Just just like that story. I mean, hand-picked and brought in every week. Uh, they have a really cool selection of oysters. Probably one. It is one like I've never seen before from all around the country. Uh, fantastic pet-friendly patio. Not a better time to sit out on the patio and enjoy a nice dinner with the with the bride. They have wonderful homemade breads and desserts. Come visit with our buddies Rick Wahlberg and Jim Schneider. And sure, Raw Barn Grill located Highway 71 West at Covered Bridge, just west of the Y and Oak Hill. The Short Raw Barn Grill. Go to shoreatx.com for more. Shoreatx.com for more. Coming up next, Game Warden Field Notes. You don't want to miss it. It is the number one outdoor radio show in Texas. You're listening to it live right here, 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com. Solve your Honda envy and fall in love with the new Honda during the Honda Dream Garage event. See your Central Texas Honda dealers, First Texas Honda, Howdy Honda, Round Rock Honda, and Honda San Marcos online at centraltexashondadealers.com. This is Michael Waddell with The Bone Collector, and you're listening to TJ, Cody Ryan, and Beefsteak on the number one outdoor radio show, The Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone in the bunkhouse now. Uh, want to thank you, regulators. Your summer starts now. Hey, man, I got some. You can feel it. I got some feedback on my end. You got it on your end? Um, no. Uh, I may have some. I'll double check it. Keep going. Tell your them. summer starts now. Now, Maxwell GMC. Before you head down to the beach or just get out and get away your professional grade gmc is waiting for you at nile maxwell gmc with more best in class features and savings on every new gmc in stock your new gmc is here don't wait until your ac goes out in this texas summer heat go see our friends nile maxwell gmc exit 256 in round rock or online now maxwell gmc.com we are professional grade now it's time for your game warden Field notes. Yeah, that's right. These are the stories of the brave and courageous men and women of law enforcement, defenders of the outdoors. These are true game warden field notes. Man, in the last uh, in the last couple of years, I've visited a lot of national parks. I have a national park pass. I buy one every year, um, and so this one was uh, interesting to me. And it's something that I knew was 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 happening. The national parks are a treasure, not just for Americans, but for all citizens of the world. But the well loved parks can prove dangerous to visitors who don't take danger seriously, like teetering on a peak for the perfect Instagram. 
Uh, oh, Outphoria, an outdoor publication dedicated to inspiring people to get outside, enjoy nature, and recreate responsibly, recently researched and tracked down the deadliest U.S. parks. And while Outphoria published the ultimate guide to winter camping and how to get a job in the outdoor industry, they apparently do real journalism, too. Outphoria filed an FIOA Freedom of Information Act, requesting to get the National Park Service to disgorge uh, the gory details of visitor fatalities. And unsurprisingly, the most visited parks tend to have the most visitor fatalities. Over the last 10 years, Grand Canyon in Arizona had most visitor deaths at, at 134, followed closely by California's densely packed Yosemite at 126. Uh, deaths and disappearances continue at Yosemite into 2021. So I, I've been to, uh, the Grand Canyon in the last, a couple, several times in the last couple of years. And, um, I don't know if it's all from people falling, but there's a lot of people who take a lot of pictures that are really all edgy and, you know, no pun intended. But the uh, but also, I mean, you got young people there. There was that whole thing a couple years ago where young people were hanging off the edge of buildings, climbing up construction cranes, and I mean, there's just there's just dumb stuff. And I, and I think about that the dangerous stuff. You know, you see the pictures of people uh, getting out trying to take pictures with bears and. Um, try and get pictures with and they just don't take the danger of it seriously and i started thinking about some of the situations so i've seen all that uh, a lot of bear stuff seen a lot of bears where people were doing getting close to pictures for bear but you know last year we talked about this uh last week the last couple of weeks about how many people were killed and and hurt in just boating accidents recreating outside and just new boaters people not paying attention too many boaters or you know just really and and i know you've seen it you've had to see it over the last um year in some of your tournaments and what was going on and i know that uh yeah i mean well and i know that uh i've seen it in uh hiking where people hike and they don't they don't anticipate the heat or they don't anticipate the distance or they get to altitude and they get really sick and they can't get down and they have to call in the um, rescue helicopters or rescue teams to come and carry them down um you know i'll tell you that i think the grand canyon kind of surprises me being that uh it's kind of commercially you know, I guess they got lots of fencing, lots of signs, lots of park here. Yeah, they got to a, do this. A do very that. small fence that's very easy just to step over and go right out on the edge. I know, but still, they have it in place against like a place like Yosemite. I can see that being a dangerous place, more so being that it's, I mean, it's pretty vast and pretty wild. You go down the trails, there's not always, okay, go 
this way or go that way. Of course, there's trails, but it's thickly, densely. I mean, it just seems maybe it's my own thoughts about, you know, those wild areas, but it just seems more wild in the Yosemite area than like a Grand Canyon that is very kind of commercially driven. You know, they got people selling t-shirts, you know, all over the place. And there's a lot of people around, I guess, where you go to Yosemite and it's vast. I mean, you may not see somebody on a trail for, you know, hours, but then you go to, like I said, the Grand Canyon where there's people everywhere. Well, so I don't know. It kind of surprises me. Yeah. And I, I think people get lost. It's interesting that they would um, include disappear. That some, that, that some yeah. people disappear. Um, I wonder how many of those people are disappear by choice. And, but yeah, you know, I guess the point in talking about this and, you know, knowing that we're going into summer and you, it doesn't take, it doesn't take, but the blink of an eye to, um, have an accident or to get lost. And you can walk over a hill side or, you know, your kid steps over a hillside and goes just a little too far, gets disoriented and they're lost in the woods. And it's not a joke. As as many people are out there in those parks, it's still vast areas of wilderness. And uh, so just in, in, uh, and there's also, you know, there's dangerous people in some of these parks. There's thieves. They, there, there's a lot of stories on, um, and on locking your gear up before you go hike. Say you pull over to a trailhead somewhere in a national park and you're going to go hike and everybody puts their soft, you know, their computers and all their stuff in the trunk or just in the back seat. And there's people have tracking devices to find U-tooth vehicles with U-tooth on so they know where the computers are and they know what to break in. I mean, there's all kinds of um, stuff out there that if you just are not paying attention and even all the way down to just trying to get home and driving when you're just so tired that it's just not safe to drive anymore. And a lot of people headed out. Yeah. Just want to really want to, you know, I guess, pay attention, folks. It's it really stuff really happens and it happens in a blink of an eye. And keep waters in your cars at all times. Water. I, mean, I was thinking uh, we were coming back from Florida last week and we were taking I-10. And if anybody knows the famous bridge that uh, is several forever. miles long, like nine miles long, the bridge on I-10, I believe it's in Louisiana, mm-hmm. if that's correct. And uh, it goes across the swamp and the opposing the opposite direction traffic was shut down, you know. There was a wreck or something on the bridge, and for 10 miles, cars were backed up, stopped in park, standing around, standing on their hoods, trying to figure out what's going on. That's why people hate that road. Right. I felt terrible. I mean, it it was going to be three, four, five hours before those people got through. And I was thinking, man, there's going to be people that run out of fuel. There's going to be people that 
don't have anything to drink, you know, that are thirsty. There's going to be people that get hungry. It's just a train wreck. And I'm kind of an over-preparer when it comes to some of that stuff. You know, like, I have a case of water in my truck. It may be in the bed and it may be 100 degrees, but it's better than nothing. And it uh, it's just that time of year where you need to kind of think a little bit about that kind of stuff if you're going on any of these trips or traveling or in the truck. I, you know, I, have a little something, something. And as, as smart or as cool or as tough as you think you are, nature will take you out. Do not take it lightly. Keep an eye on your kids. Hey, farmranchstore.com, there's no better way to ensure a successful farmer ranch operation than to have safe and well-built equipment that you can rely on for years to come. From handling equipment, ranching equipment, to fencing, feeders, and rodeo arenas, we're proud to offer you the top quality products available on the farm and ranch market today. Cody and I love farmranchstore.com. If you're a landowner and you've got some work to get done out there, if you need to build some fences, if you need some facility parts and pieces you need a good hog trap they got them farmranchstore.com where the landowner goes to get the work done all right coming up next a whole nother hour of the number one outdoor radio show in texas live right here catch us 24 7 365 at the outdoorzone.com and Aaron. For the coaching deal at the University of Illinois, I, I think the hardest one was when I